are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Tony Dow, welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start this one saying that the intent audience is everybody. Today, we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Matthew Hyatt, on what his role is in pharmacy technology and informatics. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Matthew. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Tony. Thanks. Um, and I, I really appreciate you having me on. And I thank you for all you do with uh, in pharmacy informatics and with this podcast. I'm a relatively, a relatively new listener and I'm happy that I found it, but also sad that I haven't been listening for a while because there's a lot of good information on here. Oh, that's yeah. Thank you so much for uh, you know listening to the podcast. I know that you're also fairly new into the field. Just the last, uh, I guess, two years, is it? Yeah, been in my role for about two years. So I guess for the listeners, like to, for them to better understand like where you're coming from, can you tell us a little bit about your, I guess, your experience, like going through pharmacy school and then getting to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. I attended the Medical University of South Carolina and started my pharmacy journey there. I, I worked as a pharmacy technician before that. And I was an intern with Walgreens with the community pharmacy all the way through pharmacy school. And, uh, it was kind of my idea to to stay with them uh, post-graduation. I, I was really passionate for community pharmacy and honestly still am. There are some great things being done. So I started work with Walgreens right out of the gate as a pharmacy manager in, um, in Charleston, South Carolina, and really did enjoy my time there. I, um, I was a pharmacy manager, and I also worked really at, a, at an HIV specialty location. The, the site that I worked at was a, um, it was, it's a specialty site. We focused a lot on care of HIV patients, um, and I did a lot of work with uh, local aid service organizations. So I was able to really, uh, kind of focus in and hone my skills in a certain specific area. And I really enjoyed that. And based on that, I, I went to get some certifications. I, I got certified in my American Academy of HIV pharmacist certification and uh, just tried to focus myself on being an expert in that field. And honestly, it was uh, it kind of fell in my lap serendipitously because my uh, my current manager at the time, uh, said, hey, I have this opportunity for, for you at a, the specialty site, an HIV site, and ended up really enjoying it. So throughout my five years as a pharmacy manager there, I had a, I was kind of at a point to where I really I enjoyed what I was doing, but it wasn't necessarily uh, very challenging anymore. I mean, every job has its challenges, but it was it was not as uh, I was looking for something new. And in my current track with uh, in community pharmacy, there were, I was on a track to become, you know, like a district supervisor or in a management track. And I really didn't see that as something that I wanted to get into long term. Uh, so I started looking around, looking at my skill set and trying to figure out what what would be a logical next step? What would be a good thing for me to to get into? And uh, pharmacy informatics just stood out time after time. When I was considering informatics as a career field, um, I, I really enjoyed the aspect of troubleshooting problems, of trying to find ways to simplify uh, processes and automate solutions to things. And uh, I was able to do that some as a community pharmacy manager, just by looking at our day-to-days and making small improvements here or there in workflow and and making our process more lean. But I wanted a way to kind of do that on a larger scale and and make a bigger bigger impact. Um, so moving into the healthcare system and, as an informaticist was something that I wanted to do. But, you know, coming from a retail pharmacy background, having no hospital experience at all, 
you know, that can be a daunting process to try to get into, uh, get your foot in the door and actually start this career path. What worked for me um, may or may not work for other people, but I, I remember when I first put my application in uh, where I current my, my current role, I think it got stopped at the door. It didn't even get past the the HR screening process. It was an immediate rejection. So, you know, I was a little discouraged by that, but I decided not to give up. And uh, I think the main thing that really helped me uh, be able to transition into this role was to leverage, you know, a lot of the networking and the connections that I had built over my career in pharmacy school and in the local area here. So I was able to find different connections, some friends of friends, some, you know, previous preceptors that had I had been under them before. Doing that allowed me to uh, be able to at least be able to talk to the hiring manager. And once I was able to talk to the hiring manager, then I got an interview uh, relatively quickly after that. So I think getting getting that initial interview was the most difficult part of the transition from retail to to pharmacy informatics for me. But that's kind of where the the real work began once I got the foot in the door. So, yeah. So you're talking about like the real work beginning and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, we didn't go over about what you exactly do. And I know that different informatics pharmacists do different things for you, I guess. Well, okay, so there's this other thing I want to also mention is your role is pharmacy application analyst. And it's interesting that within the pharmacy informatics field, there's like different names and titles. And sometimes these titles may mean one thing at one institution, and it may mean something else at another. So for you, like, yeah, for, for what you're at, pharmacy applications analyst, what does that mean? And like, I guess, like, what is your responsibilities under that role? So um, pharmacy applications analysts, I see that as technically just informatics pharmacists. There's a lot of fluidity and a lot of variation, I think, in these titles for sure. My role currently, uh, most of what I do, I do a little bit of maintenance of the drug library, of um, of the EHR system. I do a lot of maintenance for that. I do a, deal a lot with our medication safety officer, so I work very closely with her. Um, we have a, a very good process going where you know she identifies and locates issues or potential issues. We try to be very proactive about this with in our medication safety. I do my best to implement those in a very in a way that is really good for the the end user. So I work very closely with our medication safety officer and with our reimbursement team as well, try, just trying to make sure that everything is adequately uh, reimbursed and, and uh, paid correctly. Another aspect of my role that I've gotten into that really I've just been teaching myself over the past little while is, is just getting into processing data and making it meaningful to use um, and pulling out, uh, pulling out just meaningful results from large amounts of data. I've been trying to uh, teach myself uh, SQL and um, or Cerner's version of that, which is CCL, and uh, get better at being able to uh, extract the best data that I can. So these uh, skills that uh, you're using right now in your role, like, were there any of the skills that you're currently using where you were able to uh, already get that experience when you were a manager over at the the community side? I think a lot of what I learned back in my previous roles, the way that translated is, you know, a lot of project kind of project management experience, uh, managing different things at once, and also just developing a 
a good kind of positive communication skills that allow me to allow me to kind of communicate well with different departments, different different people. I think taking some of those skills are what translated more because you can always learn. I find that you can always learn a, to, to perform a task or you can learn how to pull data. But if you can communicate kid effectively with any individuals that you that you are communicating with, um, if you can do that and manage your time well, improve processes like that, um, like I was doing in the community, then I, I think that those skills translate well to uh, to informatics. Awesome. And you know, like talking about like other skills too, uh, I think uh, you said that you had a, a dual degree program, right? With an MBA? Yeah, I was, uh, I got my PharmD. And at the same time, I went to, to school at night to go with the MBA. And I, I really, at the time, just, you know, I was, it's a, that's a pretty cool thing that they offered, uh, a pretty neat program. But at the time, I uh, I didn't really know what I was going to use it for or what skills I was going to gain. But I think the MBA really did a great job of helping me with that project management piece, with that uh, communication piece, and um, just developing the way my your brain works and the way my brain thinks. Um, I think it was good for that. And it was, it was just a, I think it served to uh, make my skills a little more well-rounded. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think like uh, what I've kind of gathered from just speaking with a, a lot of fellow informatics pharmacists is that there's like a certain amount of like additional skill sets that are always uh, somehow either learned or uh, experienced before becoming an informatics pharmacist. And, you know, your mention of the MBA program, having that, that different kind of mindset, it's a, uh, it's really important. And I think that's, I don't. I don't know. Like, does that uh, is that accurate? Yeah, I, I. I think. I think so. Absolutely. I think coming at this, you know, very well rounded is is going to be the the best approach. And definitely, don't you don't need those extra things. But but anything that that changes or or you know, lets you see a problem uh, or lets you see a solution in a different light was gonna is gonna help. Okay. Cool. Cool. So you know, one of the other questions um, I'm also curious about is when you. When you got the interview and you were able to get into that role before that, did you have any kind of like experience for the actual technical piece of like informatics or technology? <laughs> um, no, actually, I had no experience. Um, I knew that I had desire, and that's about all that uh, that got me through those first few months. So it was definitely it was definitely like drinking from a fire hose. It was it was very difficult at first. Um, everything felt very disorganized. I pretty much had to learn everything from staffing as a hospital pharmacist to training myself in informatics to taking Cerner classes to learn the the EMR side of things. So one thing I think uh, Roper. Uh, hospital where I work. One thing I think they did very well is gave me time and were patient with me and learning. So they didn't throw me to the wolves. They uh, they allowed me time to really sit down and try to understand everything. I did have a mentor when I came in that did pharmacy informatics, um, that was doing pharmacy informatics before I got there. And he was able to really shepherd me and teach me what I needed to know because there there are a lot of basic skills that you need. So I, I will say that they were very patient with me, but it was a difficult transition coming in, not knowing any, really anything about the role or what I was going to be doing. So both you and I work for uh, institutions that use Cerner. So when I started, I'm wondering if you experienced the same thing as me. I spent hours and hours on end just on the UCERN like forums, <laughs> UCERN Connect. I still okay. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do too now, but to a lesser extent. But uh, yeah, it's, sure. 
Yeah, uh, that's, I think like that's a very common thing for a lot of us when we start off in informatics. And it's nice, actually, I think that Cerner allows clients um, that ability to reach out to other clients on that platform. So, yeah, it, I, it really is. Uh, Cerner has a great resource. And I also tend to try to go to a, a, at least one conference a year, usually try to tailor it to make sure it's Cerner related so I can at least network. And I know I, I met you through the pharmacist Slack. Um, having those resources are it's, it's very crucial to be able to reach out and just pick people's brains and see see what others are doing because you know that's that's been integral in and part of my success for doing this for sure yeah and you know like i i really uh, agree with that because i do also reach out and the, the thing about cerner uh as compared to some other emrs and ehrs out there is that cerner can be so different from one institution to the next so it's it's so highly customizable that we don't really know what you know it can actually do unless we uh kind of see what other people are doing because it's so customizable, that means every certain institution, everyone has a different role. And we kind of talked about like what your role is, but do you ever have a consistent day to day or is it like always different? It, I would say it varies more than it is the same. There are consistent pieces um, that are, that are done pretty much daily, adding new NDCs to the system, just managing the drug library. That's usually a daily task, something, something new. I mean, I, I manage, informatics for four different hospitals um, and one's a 340B site. So there are variations in all the different sites. So managing that sometimes is a challenge um, because they're each each hospital has its own idea of how things should go. So, you know, that that piece managing the drug libraries for all the different hospitals are um, it's a challenge. But a lot of what I do is driven by mainly patient safety initiatives. Um, if there's something that that impacts the end user or the patient, that is going to be a safety issue. I usually prioritize that first and then uh, everything else after that. Um, but a lot of it just depends on what, like, as of right now, obviously, we've done a lot with response to the COVID outbreak and managing that and trying to mitigate any issues with in response to that. So a lot of it does vary. Um, so I would say probably 60 or 70% of my day is variable and there's a 20 to 30% that kind of stays pretty constant. Okay, cool, cool. That sounds like a pretty similar to how I'm at over at the, where I'm at. Um, I was also wondering too, you did mention 340B and um, both the last place I worked at and the current place are also 340B. And um, do you guys actually use a, a third-party uh, splitter application or do you guys do manual inventory? Um, we do use a third-party application. It is um, now, I don't know why I'm blanking on the name, but uh, Macrohelix, I apologize, is is that what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah. Actually, when you said you, you were not remembering the name, I was wondering, hmm, I wonder if it's Macrohelix. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why I was blanking, but yes, we use Macrohelix for that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I don't have experience with that particular one, but just that whole management of, you know, 340B is its own beast. And it's also nice that you have an MBA, uh, I guess, to have the business mindset of it too, and not just the, the clinical and operational side. It does help you have an appreciation for what's going on for sure. Um, so, so do you have uh, any advice like for people who are, you know, maybe they come from the same background as you, if they're coming from the community or retail side and they want to get into pharmacy informatics, like do you have any particular advice for them? And then at the same time, students who are just finishing out uh, pharmacy school. 
Yes, I, I, I think so. I mean, the, the main thing is just be a nice person, be easy to work with. Uh, I think that's probably um, gotten me further than any of my general knowledge is just to be be an amiable person who, you know, wants to reach that end goal and just be, be easy to work with is going to be the, the number one, I think, thing, I think, um, as a piece of advice, I would say that networking and just talking to as many people as you can is extremely important to be successful, um, not just to get the job, but as you and I have found even afterwards, if you're troubleshooting problems, if you want to bounce an idea off of a colleague, then it's so important to have that uh, that strong network. So networking all the way through is very important. You kind of have to be good at seeing the big picture um, and knowing, I guess, the downstream impact of your actions. Working in a healthcare system is, is just so massive and knowing how all the pieces fit together and how changing one small thing on over here in your world can impact everything else downstream. So um, just being very good at kind of stepping back and seeing the big picture. And I mean, it, not, not going to lie, it, it does help to have an understanding of the the process of or the medication use process of working in the hospital. So, I mean, if you can get in as a hospital pharmacist, take on extra projects, uh, you know, let your managers know that, hey, I'm, I'm really interested in these types of things. Can I take on you know, uh, some kind of optimization project or something like that? I think that that would be uh, extremely helpful just to have that a little bit of background and experience in, and just knowing how the workflows are are set up. And if you're like me, just if, if kind of a nerd and love to learn new skills like SQL and just how to pull data, um, le- learning to be really good with Excel is extremely important. Um, I use it very heavily all day. And uh, I think just knowing your way around that, knowing your way how to pull out what you need um, is going to be very important. Yeah, that actually reminds me of another question I'm pretty curious about, too. Uh, if you just had to choose one skill that was very uh, important in uh, you being successful today? Like, what skill would that have been? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I know it's also a very hard question. So, no, no, it, it, there, I mean, there are traits and things like that. And, you know, like I said, you know, being kind and being easy to work with. But I think, I mean, as far as an actual skill, I think some of the, one of the most foundational one is just knowing, knowing Excel really well. Um, like I just said, that it, I think that that is, you will, you will be able to go get pretty far with that skill. I know I've I've been able to uh, satisfy a lot of uh, you know my my boss and and things like that. A lot of projects that I've been asked to do. If, if you're really good at manipulating uh, data within that and can pull out something meaningful, I think that's a extremely a good skill to be able to have. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, yeah, I agree too because Excel is kind of like the basis of I would say SQL. The way that relational databases are structured. It's pretty much just a bunch of Excel sheets if you kind of yeah. think about it that way. So yeah, yeah, Excel is pretty uh, important. I, I do agree with that. Um, so if people had any like further questions, maybe specifically on your journey, what's the best way that they can reach out to you? Um, they can always uh, they can always uh, email me. It's uh, Matthew dot Hyatt um, H I O T T at uh, R S F H dot com. That would be my email, or they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm fairly active on there as well. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of usually get back pretty fast if someone has a question. Awesome. Okay, cool. So uh, thank you. Uh, I'll be putting your contact info into the show notes for anyone who's interested in reaching out. But to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Select group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal. Oh, 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 oh